Hi, this is Rabbi Ari Spiegler with the Zman Kilala Kol podcast. God willing, this Shabbos will be reading Parshat Shemot, which kicks off the entire Sefer Shemot. And Parshat Shemot begins with the Bnei Yisrael's descent into slavery. And as Paro's sort of reign of terror against the Bnei Yisrael escalates, he decides to eliminate the next generation of Jewish males with murder by a number of different means, including having the infants thrown into the Nile River. But before he does that, he uses another method to reach the many of these male babies by soliciting or perhaps even demanding the help of the Jewish midwives. Power decreed that when a male child was born, the midwife should kill that infant. And then, at least according to Midrashim, explains to the mother that the baby had been born as a stillborn. And that was what they were supposed to do. Thank God they don't do this and they find ways of of thwarting the evil king's decree. The Torah sort of tells us this whole story about the Jewish midwives in an interesting way. It sort of plays with the names of the characters involved. Because each of the midwives is identified not by their true name, but actually by their nickname. So we're told that their names are Shifra and Pua. But Rashi already keys us in based off the Midrash. Uh, He tells us that Shifra and Pua were none other than Yocheved and Miriam, possibly Elisheva. Yocheved, remember, is the mother of Moshe. Miriam is the sister of Moshe, and Elisheva is the sister-in-law of Moshe. She was married to Aaron. So it was uh, Yocheved and either Miriam and Elisheva. Yocheved is called Shifra. We refer to her in the Torah as Shifra because she was Mishaperet et Havlad. Shifra and Mishaperet have the same shorish, the same root. She was Mishaperet et Havlad, which means she was the one who beautified the newly born child. Uh, when a baby is born, the baby is covered in all kinds of yucky stuff and someone needs to clean the baby before handing him or her back to its mother. Miriam is called uh, Pua. Why is that? Or again, Miriam or Elisheva. Why is she called Pua? Because she was Poa. Poa, again, the same shorish, the same root as Pua. Poa means to speak soothingly or calmly to the baby. Right? She would make noises. She would coo at the infant so that it would calm down, so that it would stop crying. So we're told about the story. Para goes to speak to Shifra and Pua. Again, Yocheved, Miriam or Elisheva. They're given these specific names because of the different jobs that they played as midwives. He tells them you have to kill all of the baby boys. Ultimately, they don't do this. Now, what's fascinating to us is that up until this point, Yocheved and Miriam have not been identified by their real names. The only names of which we know them are the names describing their interaction with the infants as Shifra and as Pua. We don't know them yet as Yocheved or as Miriam or as Elisheva. We only know them as, uh, you know, from their nicknames that the Torah tells us about. And we have to ask ourselves, why? Why does the Torah refer to them by their nicknames and not by their true and by their renowned identities. So Rabbi Yerucham Levavitz, who was a mashkiach in the Mir Yeshiva, he explains that these names are actually very, very important. And names in general, we've talked about this in the past, they, they sort of play a critical role in describing the essence of the person who carries that name. And therefore, when the Torah refers to Yocheved Miriam or Elisheva as Shifra and Pua, it's indicating to us that these names characterize them, that they define the very essence of these people. He writes, He says it's entirely possible that when it comes to small matters, 
matters, small actions. Even when it comes to the smallest ones, like the ones that we're talking about over here, that they would clean or they would coo at the various uh, babies, which, by the way, is uh, a typical behavior for uh, women or for mothers or for midwives. They would often do this for these children. So even though it's typical, even though it's seemingly insignificant, even though it seems like it's rather small, Yocheved, Miriam, and Elisheva, they are defined by these types of actions. Because like we said, the name defines the essence of the person who has that name. Zotomeret, which means... Which means that Yocheved, Miriam, possibly Elisheva are defined by these actions. It, it actually explains their essence, even though it's a seemingly small action. Nothing uh, particularly special about this action. So very nice, Rabbi Rucham tells us that the Torah is trying to tell us that those actions define their essence. It speaks to who they were as people. But again, we have to ask ourselves, like, but, but why? Why are they being defined? Why does that define their essence? Is that really all Yocheved is? A person who cleaned babies? Is that all Miriam or Elisheva, uh, who, who they were? That they, uh, you know, they would coo at the babies? Lots of people do that. In what way is that a, a defining characteristic? In what way does that explain their essence? If anything, I would argue that the world-famous mother of Moshe Rabbeinu, Yocheved, that she should uh, want to be known as such. You know, you want to tell me she has a nickname, so how about mother of the greatest prophet of all time. Or just call her by name. But you're going to tell her that she is you know, forever to be known as the lady who cleaned be- clean babies? Or Miriam, who was a Nivea, a prophetess, right? A leader of the Jewish people. Tzadikas, right? A, a incredibly uh, amazing, wonderful, righteous person. So she should be defined by the cooing uh, 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 to a baby? That's how we want to remember her for forever? Right? Now, granted, they can be defined by these actions, that they clean the babies, that they cooed at the babies, but why would we want to define them in that way? Why would Yocheved or Miriam Elisheva want it to be described in that way? So here Rabbi Yerucham explains, it's, it's, it's 100% something that they would want. He explains, because great people, they live always amid greatness, within greatness. And they know about greatness. And they see in everything, in every opportunity that they have, in every action that they take, they recognize that there is greatness here, that high levels can be reached here. He says that even through the smallest of actions, they recognize that they can elevate them, that they can be elevated through them, and they can achieve and attain greatness even through these small, small, and insignificant actions. Right? By, by playing with the children, by cooing at the children, they can reach an unbelievably high level that even the Torah itself is going to recognize, that the Torah itself is going to call them by the names Shifra and Pua, recognizing that even those small actions of cleaning the baby, of cooing at the baby, that that too could be great, that they could become elevated through those actions and they too could elevate those actions. What Rav Yerucham is telling us is that great people can see the greatness of little things. Great people can see a path to greatness 
through the little things. And great people can make little things great. Rabbi Yerucham notes that Shifra and Pua teach us that in this world there are no minor actions and there are no major actions. There are no actions of greater significance, so to speak. It's all based on the individual who carries out those actions. A great person lives and acts with greatness, like we just mentioned. Every activity is an indication of their greatness, of their distinctiveness. A great person can earn a place in the Torah, like we said, for the manner that he or she tends to a child or does something, like we said, which would be considered seemingly insignificant. It becomes a benchmark. It becomes that person's signature. Now, that's true in a person's avodat Hashem and their service of God. The little things are great and can make us great. Yes, ni'ila on Yom Kippur. Wow, unbelievable kavanah. We feel so close to Hashem. That is great. But you know what? A person can make a Tuesday mincha great as well. A great person recognizes that a Tuesday mincha is important as well. And then you can tap into all the power of an Eli in a random mincha as well. That's what a great person recognizes. I can transform this mincha. And this mincha can transform me. But I have to be great in order to see it. I have to be great in order to transform it. That's what a great person does. High stakes, you know, greatly publicized mitzvot in acts of chesed, they're all great and they're all wonderful. But so are the low-stake, private, and quiet, uh, simple mitzvot and acts of chesed. Right? A truly great person recognizes that even though no one's going to recognize that I gave this, uh, you know, I helped this person out. No one's going to recognize, you know, the significance of the small $1 bill that I'm giving to tzedakah. But a great person knows how great that action truly can be. You can make it great and you can become great through it. Not just the high stakes, but the quiet stuff, the things which is more private, all of that too can become great. And it's not just true in our it's true in everything that I do. The time I spend with my spouse, with my kids, my family, my friends, on special occasions, on holidays, on Shabbos, on vacation, all of that's great. But so is spending a few minutes here and there just to see how their day was, just to see how they're doing, just checking in, just calling up on a random evening just to say, hey, I was thinking about you. Right? Even those small, insignificant, seemingly insignificant things can become great. If I am great, I can make them great and they can make me great as well. Giving big gifts, that can be great too. But so can small favors, small things without great sacrifice, without great fanfare. Those can be great as well, and they can make us great. That's what Rav Yerucham says. That's why we call Yocheved and Miriam Shifra and Pua. Yes, Yocheved was a tremendous person. And yes, she was the mother of the greatest prophet of all time. And yes, Miriam was a leader of the Jewish people, and she was a prophetess herself. Yes, those are all amazing and great wonderful things. And they could be defined by those names, and the Torah will recognize those names elsewhere. But don't think for even a second, that their actions as uh, of cleaning the babies or cooing at the babies, don't think that that was insignificant. Because as great people, they made those actions great. And those little actions made them great as well. And what Rabbi Yerucham tells us is that unfortunately, the opposite is true as well. Yes, great people can make little things great, but little people, they can make great things little. He says, but simple people, lowly people, people who aren't great, people who don't have this proper perspective. They can take the most amazing, highly holy, sanctified moment, sanctified action, sanctified person, and trample on them like they're 
they're nothing, like they're meaningless, like they're tiny. And they can take those great things, which should be able to transform a person, those amazing moments, those amazing people, those amazing actions, and they can even make themselves smaller through those great things. A lesser person can't appreciate the little things, like we said. Only a great person could do that. And a smaller person can not only fail to maximize the greatness of the small things, but even worse, a lesser person can also take those most distinguished activities, those most amazing people, and trivialize them, thereby distorting their significance. They could turn a ni'ila into a Tuesday mincha. They could take those once-in-a-while mitzvot and perform them by route, you know, as though they're done daily. And they could take moments of great holiness and sanctity and render them as mundane and as unspecial as can be. They look at amazing people who have accomplished so much and they're unimpressed. If anything, they think they're lowly, they're nothing special. And by not recognizing the greatness, by not recognizing how big and holy and sanctified these different people and events and times and actions are, they become small through that greatness. Not only do they not tap into the greatness, but they end up making themselves small as well as making those actions small. These lesser people, they don't take advantage of those big inspirational moments. They don't maximize on the big moments, on the Shabbos, on the Yom Tov, on the birthdays and the vacations. They make big things little. They make great things adequate. They make them fine. They make them if not worse, very, very lowly. The Torah therefore seeks to remind us at the beginning of Sefer Shemot, the beginning of Parashat Shemot, when we learn about Shifra and Puah, the Torah is highlighting and emphasizing the greatness of Shifra and Puah, that they could define themselves, that they could recognize the amazing sanctity and holiness, the greatness of the simple actions, of the everyday actions of cleaning a baby or cooing at a baby. And we're challenged by the Torah to be great people, to be big Jews, to be Gidolim, just like Shifra and Puah. There's so many little things that a person can do, but we, we, you know, we overlook them often because there is an apparent lack of importance. But as a gadol, as a person like a shifra and a pua, we have to recognize that even these little things can be made into gadolim. These actions, these small actions can become great if we elevate them and we can become great through them. We just have to look at them the right way and we have to treat them the right way. We have to approach them the right way. Small talk, smiling, volunteering, again, without fanfare, without publicity, even the small things, taking a moment here or there, giving a small amount of money or a small amount of time to a worthy cause, all of that matters. Little things matter. And those little things can become great and they can make us great. So the question is, who do we want to be? Let's be like Shifra and Pua. Let's be like those Gdolin, those great people who recognize the greatness of even the small, even the little things. We make those small things great and we become great through them. Let's be defined by the greatness of even our smaller actions. Oh, I go to work. Oh, I drive carpool. Oh, I do this. I do that. Oh. All of that can be great. All of that can be holy. All of that can be significant. It all depends on how we look at it, how we approach it. We can become great even through those things. So let us be great. Let us see every opportunity, big or small, is a great opportunity. Let's be like Shifra and Pua. Shabbat Shalom.